And here we have Mr. Matthew Elliott. Now, before we get stuck in, there's one thing I wanted to save and ask you about. Danny Phantom in the um, profile pic. I think that's quality. Like, again, if no one appreciates that, you just, you know, should be listening to this. You need to get some culture in you. Like, what inspired that then? Is that like a nickname or what's that? I'm not a, a diamond her silver and over Christmas. And then I just kept it silver. Normally it washes out, but I was using silver shampoo every day. And I just kept the silver. And I managed to find a sunbed on the DL during all this. So, you know, Tom was silver her and uh, I just kind of went with it. I was like, I feel as if that's what I want to look like. <laughs> um, careful, you might look like Wayne Lineker, I think, if you go too far with that, but you should be all right. Stay away from white jeans yeah. and you know, like Instagram yeah. models, you should be all right. Start <laughs> a party on a beat for so long here. This is it, you know. Okay. <laughs> we'll stick to the fight and the judo, I think you'll be all right at that still. But yeah, <laughs> well, that be okay. So we'll get stuck in with fight related stuff before we go into, you know, White Lineker and that sort of side of stuff. We can come back to that. We can put a pin in that. So first and foremost, fantastic performance. Scott Pedersen fight. Both of you technical bout. I mean, that started the trilogy quite nicely. Like build it for that fight in itself. What was that expectation like for you? Was it something you were quite anxious for, excited for that sort of size platform for a debut? How did you find it? Uh, for, well, we knew we were there. We knew we were going to be fighting. Uh, for the most part, because Korean Boylan had promised uh, Pat and Liam that he would get me a fight in March. But we were kind of sitting two weeks out and no name, no opponent, nothing. And so it was, I was training for it anyways. But at times, whenever you don't have a name and stuff, it, it is hard to, you know, you're sitting there some nights and you're like, why am I going up the sport? Joe, Paul, and James McElroy. Like tonight, and you're not going up for light rounds, you're going up for five fives, heart rounds. And um, it's uh, sorry, wait one second. Yeah, no worries, mate. Let me just for everyone listening, um, be sure to check out the sponsors. We've got the English Hypnotist, I've done a video reviewing the session I've had with him. And again, when it comes to things like that, sponsors, if you see new ones from your friends, fighters, podcasts, be sure to like share their stuff, like and get involved. Because again, supporting sponsors supports the fighters, supports the platforms, everything else. And we're back in the room. Is everything all right? You're all good. Yeah, no, all's good, mate. All's good. Mom's just fucking <laughs> shouting away. That's it's the boss. Don't worry. When you get the UFC contract, you can't have to listen to it anymore. You'll be all right. But... I'll get me a Get out of here. This is it. But let me interrupt you there. I see something behind you. The Ultra Fiesta Monster. What's your opinion? Ooh. I'll say it's overrated. What are you saying on it? Talk to me. Mate, I actually have one second. I actually have an allergy drink right, like ranking list on my whiteboard. Yeah. Oh my, where have you been on my life? <laughs> what is I mean, this? <laughs> it's one to ten. So they're sitting there. But uh, so for everyone listening, let's go to the top five. Go on. Is this sugar free and sugar drinks as well? Have you done half and half? Everything's everything's sugar free. I don't drink uh, the ones with sugar in it. It's kind of like the only What's the number one spot then? I, I want to know. Save my, save my time. Save my taste buds. What's going on? What's number one? One is Iron Brew Caffeine. Oh, that's that's good. The caffeinated Iron Brew. So, but I mean, that, that's a bit of a rogue one. I've never heard of that before, but I trust your judgment. Now, what's the bottom one? What's the worst one? What's the bottom tier energy drink? Uh, well, in at 10, we have the 3D cotton candy. In at 10, Mr. Watch yeah. Mojo, what's this? <laughs> uh, th- uh, 10 is 3D cotton candy. Well, the first, the top five with Iron Brew Caffeine, the 3D uh, Liberty Pop, the 3D Strawberry Lemonade, the Rain Lemonade, uh, the Ultra Blue Monster. 
They're they're top hey, five. Blue, love to see it. So ultra red is definitely up there. Ultra purple is well, not ultra violet. We're gonna call it. They bang. But yeah, the Fiesta one, I think it's a bit B-Tech, Mango Loco, but that's another conversation. We'll go back to fight talking in just a second, but we have to make that very clear. Yeah. And I'm very happy that's... You've got to let people know the score. Like, that should be on your... Um, you know, when you walk out, you've got credentials and your cage warriors thing, and like, you know, junior yeah. and everything else, you know, top five energy drinks. I've <laughs> got the tears, everything else. That's the dream. Um, no, like, task at hand, task at hand. We'll go back to fight stuff in case people get upset, but we'll sweat on a bit. So build up. Big debut, big platform. How was yeah. the preparation like? Because again, you're saying about obviously Paul Hughes, Joe McCorgan. Again, I heard about the doghouse rounds on the Tuesdays, man. Like, fuck that royally, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, basically, yeah, it was just it was, everything was kind of going good, but then it was I was starting to get burnt out because I was hoping there would be a pullout last September in Cage Wars, and then. I was hoping there'd be a pull-out again in December. So I'd kind of done camp with Joanne Paul for September and December. And then coming up to it, it took like a week and a bit off of Christmas, but you find a hard taking time off. So it's just starting to burn out coming up the March here. So thank God I got a fight because if it was stalled again, it wouldn't have been too good. But um, no training went well for the most part. You know, it's just kind of, Everything started falling apart though. See, as soon as I got the fight and I was announced, uh, I tore my sap. Like in the fight, my nose started bleeding pretty bad. That was a tore my sap them like two, three weeks out, sort of. And uh, I kind of just split again during the fight. I don't actually know how it happened, but that was just uh, an old injury that happened there. And then uh, I wrecked my shoulder and stuff again. And then two days after the fight was announced, I got sick and all. So everything just kind of went, you know. Like the second they got it, everything was like, right, okay, let's go tits up. But uh, by the time I got the fight, I was I was good. I was in shape and I was healthy. So I have no complaints because uh, I definitely brought the best version of myself. I'm going to say, from the outside looking in, there's no like, obvious sort of working around any injuries or anything. It didn't look too apparent. Again, when your nose was bleeding, it looks like you just got popped with a jab. There's nothing too in your face about it. And again, when it comes to that card, what was interesting is for Paul Hughes, because in praying for James Hendon, someone with a predominant judo background, he's seeing you, then he must be laughing. It's a perfect opponent to sort of a perfect sparring partner to train with. Like, are you quite specific with your camps with people you fight? Is it very much around their game? Is it about yours? Like, what's that like? Uh, no, it's quite, it is quite literally that me, Paul, Joe, uh, James McElhane, and then there may be, there might be one or two others up, but basically the four of us just go up and punch the head each other. Uh, <laughs> whatever they were sparring, if we're wrestling, it's, you know, I'm getting rounds in with them, I'm getting rounds in with like Kyle and stuff, just everyone in the gym you're training with. It's not, nothing's too specific because the way I see it is, I know what my game plan is and no matter who I spar, like if I don't have a fight coming up or something and somebody wants me to try, you know, fighting like a certain style, that's, that's okay. But when I have a fight coming up and stuff, it's just implementing my game plan and my game plan's very rarely going to change. Like, I'll make it open to everyone now. I'm going to hit you and I'm going to take you down. And if I can't take you down, I'll hit you some more and then take you down. Like, <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? It's, it's no secret anyway. It's like the second you see wrestling judo, they're thinking, you know, oh, he's going to be looking to take me down. But yeah. I have no issues telling <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to do. But you can't play cat. Like, if you get cold, you're fighting me in six weeks or eight weeks or whatever, you can't play catch up in six or eight weeks. 
like you, like you're not gonna catch up. Like it's it's just there's too much of a gap, and you can't you can't close that gap in a year. Never mind mm-hmm. six or eight weeks. <laughs> so I know like I know the lab on that. The coaches know the lab on that. So I have no issues telling boys what I'm gonna do, and uh, always got the ultra blue. <laughs> I need the brand deal. Hans Camp, give me a shout. There we are. That's one thing. One thing I really wanted to ask you about this, when it comes to like training judo, training wrestling, or uchikomis or the entry drilling, is such so pr- predominant. Again, you do like a thousand like entries before you actually do the throw. Do you do your like MMA like that? Do you do a lot of entries into like takedowns and do the same like reps and reps and reps, or is it just like open sparring for you? Uh, we would we would do a lot of MMA, John. So good. Um like we actually would do quite a bit of it that's where the difference really is in between us like Fight Academy Ireland and everywhere else it's we we train MMA so we're going to go and we're going to drill strikes to wrestling to jiu-jitsu and then back the way up the other way so everything's just like we're never just drilling wrestling or drawing striking we're drawing striking to wrestling even in the wrestling class it's always starting that from strikes from an entry of some position like you're not just it's not just open wrestling where you're shooting doubles it's it'll be your striking their double legs their single legs or whatever it is you're doing and uh that's that's the difference so it is that's why uh we are where we are at the minute and uh the gym's doing amazing so with your sort of development in this side of thing anyway are you one to sort of double down on like a certain technique sequence you like or do you try loads of different ways of going about things and just try and spread your technique like like so wide you see what i mean so instead of like doing your only uchimatas and your haragoshis you're doing like a bit of like the <clears throat> koichis and all the sort of trips and that sort of thing really mixing up a lot or really emphasizing one specific area you see what i mean uh, as in just trying to like add new techniques to things or yeah so in the sense of are you going to do the same kind of entries like just drill the shit out of it or just try loads of different kind of entries from the same kind of starting position? Well, with Morassel or with Morassel coach, anyways, from the start of lockdown, we have maybe about five positions and from each one of those positions with 20 takedowns and from each one of those positions on the ground with multiple different things we're going to do. But everything is, if this doesn't work, we go to this. If this doesn't work, we go to this. But it will also, it'll always be kind of a structure. Of, there's going to be my go-to. And if that doesn't work, I have 10 things after that. I'm going to go around. And one, if the first one doesn't get you and the second one, like one of them along the pattern will get you. Um, but no, it's there's not one particular thing that I drill really heavily. So there's not, it's just, I'm constantly trying to add things. And constantly, even the things that I do have, I'm just trying to improve them, just tidy them up. Because no matter how good it is, it can always get better. And, you know, that's the way I see it. When you're drilling, are you preferring the sort of the wrestling grind of just reps on reps, fast paced, like cardio kind of pushing? Or is it more slow inch by inch details? What sort of thing do you tend to like, I don't know, prefer? I definitely prefer the the hard grind things. Yeah. <laughs> or the, the whole grind side of things is obviously preferred it's just because with corona wrestling like we were doing i was like 10 i remember like vaguely have this memory in my head of one saturday morning waking up at nine o'clock when you're 10 on a saturday morning it's pretty early you know it's mm. it's, it's Crack not nice, yeah. <laughs> but uh, i started wrestling at nine wrestling from nine to eleven and then going to a wrestling squad training from two to four but back then it was just like let's just push you as hard as we can and I remember sitting in bed going, I don't want to go. 
But oh, yeah, why would you? <laughs> why would you want yeah. that? <laughs> but I had it in my head that if I told my dad I didn't want to go, he'd be like disappointed in me. So even though like I've spoken to him about it, and he's like, I wouldn't have cared. But like you always have it in your head. It's like I don't want to let my dad down. So you go and you do it. And then in 10 years' time, you thank yourself for doing it. But you don't want to do that. And I think because of it, it's, there is times I need to talk myself out of it. Of like, there's times I don't feel that I've trained because I'm not just grinding. To, like so I can go and work on techniques all night and still feel like I'm like I haven't trained on it even though you've maybe you've improved way more than you would have done any other type of session but it's just because you need like you, you need there to be some sort of hardship during the training session to make it feel as if you haven't wasted your time which is kind of what I'm struggling to get around but it's what I'm having to talk myself around that I can like go and just have a an hour and a half long technical session just improve technique and that is way better than me doing burnout session seven days a week so i mean fuck that royally but that's fine that's your business but like the thing is with this what i really want to ask about is longevity because again that sounds like someone who's been doing the seven day burnouts and eventually okay i'm getting really ill and really injured like yeah. how do you keep longevity with that kind of like grind mindset like are you doing like rehab sort of stuff prehab stuff what is it that's keeping you I don't know, in one piece. Uh, to be honest, with you, it's I don't actually my re, like my recovery that like it doesn't actually have that much focus to it. It's the one thing I definitely need to improve. The one thing I have improved over the past year has been my sleep. But apart from that, like I maybe mess about with a massage gun here or there, but like I'm not really doing anything. I never stretch. I never do. John Wick with the fucking bath. massage gun. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll sit. I'll sit in the bath so for you know that's kind of the only recovery to do a supplement quite heavily like my supplement drawers and saying just like taking ginger turmeric vitamin d beta alanine creatine everything but in terms of like actually doing things like a massage or chiro or physio or any of that i actually really need to start doing that so if anyone's watching and wants to wants to sort me out there we have a plug here who wants it yeah they can <laughs> They can help me because I need to start doing a lot more because I'm not doing, I'm not, I'm not doing it anywhere near enough. It is all, it's all just you know pushing myself. But in terms of longevity, uh, I don't know. Honestly, I think I've got lucky for the most part. So I have I think uh, I have got lucky. There's times I can feel myself just burning out and getting fatigued and starting to get injured, and then I'll just take a week off training or whatever it is. But um, for the most part, I've just got lucky with things. Uh, the only real time that they ever, there was ever any focus on it was when I was doing judo, they used to make you taper and stuff. So like two weeks out from a competition, they'd have you tapering and they'd have like a program for how your training's going to wind down coming up to competitions and stuff. But uh, in terms of myself, I'm just like, I kind of just structure it myself. But I don't know. I just, it's all luck. Just try not to get hit in the head too much. And uh, you roll a thumb, I think. Yeah, I forget. <laughs> If I can not get hit in the head too much, maybe see another 15, 16 years out of this. <laughs> what no, a statement that is. What a fucking thing to say. If I don't get hit too much, I've got another 15 years in me. Oh, yeah, God. Are you okay? Do you want to cuddle? Are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's, uh, just uh, don't get hit too much, and uh, hopefully I'll be fighting in 15 years' time. Okay, I'll, I'll leave you with that anyway. But one thing I wanted to go into there, you said about your sleep's been something you've improved a lot. So obviously when you get back from like a relatively late night sparring session, you're still firing on all cylinders, your heart rate's racing, and you've got like a morning session, for example, afterwards. How do you unwind and how you get? How do you get good sleep? What's your sort of routine with that? 
Um, I ha- my routine to it is literally nothing. It's just trying to do the better. Uh, I don't actually train in the mornings because I work. So I'm up at six o'clock for work over there. And then there's nights you don't get home from training the ten half ten. So it's kind of like the second I get home, it's just I really need to be in the bed. Like, um, but it's hard because I have to do all my training after work. So I'm training twice, like coming up to fight and trying to get two then. But they're after work, so it's your work, and I don't finish the half hour. So it's work to training to training, and then literally straight home to bed. So you don't have time for anything. It's just chaotic. Um, so it is at the minute, anyways. Oh, fuck that. Is your job quite physical? Is it like an office job? Um, a spark. So, well. Oh God. Have <laughs> fun. Uh, can't wait with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, that's. To be honest, Cage Wars worked out perfect that it was on a Thursday because it meant that I got the Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off work. So I had five days off work beforehand. Whereas if it was on the Saturday, I probably would have been needing to go on the work same Monday. Like I'd normally be going on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And the difference it made being off work them extra two, three days was it was insane. Um, just in terms of how smoothly my weight got went. I mean, this is something so underappreciated as well because, again, people who are we'll go into more details about this side of things but anyway when it comes to at this level you have to still work full time you still have to keep the lights on again you still got to, you know keep living and then yeah. also chasing the dream whilst doing that again it's try to keep everything moving because again if you're depleted from cutting weight from training and you're underperforming at work you can can't afford yeah. to then keep everything else going to that balancing act and with that anyway you said about just getting an early night but what is an early night for you then is it just for every that Blackout room, close your eyes, and hope for the best. Do you put music on? You got sleep timer stuff? Is there anything particular you're doing? Because again, like, it's one of those like things people just try to find their way of making it work. You know what I mean? Um, we'll just say just going straight to bed. Just going straight to bed. Nothing there. Fair enough, man. It's just one of them ones. It's like okay, just trying to like yeah. music on, can't set or can't do this. And they just, just literally just chill out as much as you can and just go to bed. <laughs> It's hard um, to what it sounds. Um, oh, so there's a few things I'm going to say with that. So we're talking about weight cut. We're talking about working. Um, with cage wars, the preparation, obviously competing as much as you have in like judo and everything else. Do you treat MMA as a fight or just another sport, like a match, like when it comes to your mindset regards of, I don't know, conceiving what you're going to be preparing for, if you see what I mean? As I've always seen it as it's, you know, it's competition. Um, I think this was the first time it was kind of, I kind of looked at it differently because I was like, there's no crowds. You're going into a cage and it's more or less a street fight in the cage at that stage when there's no crowds or anything. Um, so it's the first time I've ever kind of looked at it as like, as I said to myself, I was like, see at the end of the day, we're just going on the, we're just going on the scrap. How hard can it be? Like, you know, um, it's, like my mindset to it's just we're we're going in the fight. Uh, previously, like I know when my first fight and stuff, it was like it was all a competition. Uh, so it was it was just like a competitive nature. But now it's just going and scrap. Um, I think honestly, I think that's a better way to look at it because when I when I was kind of looking at things, is this is a competition thing, and you know I got to keep the record and all this here. It's uh, probably holds you back a bit. So it does. Because then, you, then you'll start trying to stall on and you'll think you've won rounds. And, you know, at the same time, you want you want to at least be a little exciting. <laughs> you know, I can't be lying on boys all day. 
So I got it for a few punches. <laughs> I mean, that is a different side of it in itself. It's the Sugar Ray Leonard thing that when you become a professional, you become a businessman as well, and you got to, it takes away from it. Because again, like as much as the style works of, you know, hit them, take them down, hold them down, it's trying to be marketable, trying to get a highlight reel, everything else. Because again, you start throwing spinning shit for some fucking reason. And then what? Yeah. <laughs> You're not, it's just like, who's that for? You know what I mean? But I like, like the way you're being aware of the bigger picture with that. But again, it's trying to manage that. Because again, as much as it is a, one of the biggest platforms in Europe, it's everything else. It also is a fight. It's everything and nothing in the same kind of vein. I like how you're managing to deal with that. Now with competition with you in general, have you always been quite, I don't know, quite logical with it. Have you been quite anxious beforehand? Um, can't. It's that's. Oh, I've always seen it like the the same. It's like it's competition. You know, I'm I'm going out to compete, but then it, it's it's hard to put in words. I've always just seen it as a competition, but at the same time, it's whenever you're doing it your entire life and you spend the vast majority of your time just doing that it becomes a part of your personality so whenever you are competing there is it's a bit more to you than just competition but at the same time it was always just looking at things as you know i'm going away to compete uh, it was never i was going away to do my job or anything i was going away to compete uh that's kind of the way it was always seen but uh at the same time if if it ever involved uh bending a few rules just the and the referee not saying they get they get it something like you're gonna do it, like uh, like there's times I've wrestled people better than me, and it's just like right okay I know they're better than me but we're just gonna scrap them, and you just go out and just make it you just turn it into a scrap, and then just try break them that way, uh, if you can't beat them break them you know, mm. but uh, I don't uh, I, I I view it all the same I think. That's it. Firm oil check will make a human of every man. It's all good. Don't worry. That's <laughs> what you got to do sometimes. But with um showing off on game day, do you have like a certain like, I don't know, routines, mindset, same kind of warm up every time? Is there anything like that you find works for you like consistently? Uh, no, like my, one of my best ever judo performances came off eating a Big Mac for breakfast. Uh, like <laughs> in terms of fighting, like this time was, it's, it was different than every other time, but it was better than every other time. Uh, I, I I went for a bit of a shakeout, and then I went to sleep. And then I woke up again. I ate some more, and then I went back to sleep, and then I left. And I would, if I could do it like that every time, that's the way I'll be doing it, something like that. But um, I don't have any routines or anything. I'm superstitious as fuck, but <laughs> uh, that's not the – that's uh, like if you see that as like a thing, maybe – but um, my routine's different every time. I don't really have a routine. My my life's just it's like it's chaos. <laughs> when you woke up from that nap, did you have a Big Mac? <laughs> no, I wasn't there. Honestly, I would have loved it. But I think over there I had like three Nando's beforehand. But uh, it's okay because it's just chicken and bread. So you're sweet. Oh, this gets controversial now. What was your Nando's order? Talk to me. Okay. Delivery app. You got your Nando's. What are you saying? Uh, chicken thighs, garlic bread. Perry salted chips with the visa sauce, the another hot one, with that and some medium garlic sauce, and then pita bread with some chili jam. That's. I think that's a stain. He said it with chest. He loves it. He knows there's no hesitation uh, there. It was a man who knows what he wants. All right, fair enough. God, I, I didn't expect that confidence. I love that. Because people are like, I don't know, just chicken. Like, well, yeah, no shit, but. What? No, everything's, <laughs> everything's got to be done right. You do it right, you don't do it at all. 
oh, oh man after my own heart again that kind of like professionalism i love to see it i mean this is sort of the point though you gotta you know you know what you're like you gotta get stuck in but that's this is one of the ending questions but i'll go into it now anyway post-competition what is like the go-to have you got like the same one after every sort of fight or competition or whatever food yeah yeah uh pizza straight away pizza like it's just how quickly can i get steaming that's it's just straight down you know at that stage i'm like it's been like maybe 12 weeks since i've signed again i just that's what you're going to but uh i don't know i don't know you, you couldn't do anything after case wars it was just heading up to the coaches room and you know nothing's open you can't go out or anything but uh depends if, the, if it's over here i'm going straight to thompson's but uh, you know we'll, we'll see this is it get um your dominoes and you shouldn't fucking get this in your way he's choking on the widget it's going down so quickly as well and i'm happy love to see it i'm happy we're gonna have widgets i don't know i think it's like a bit of anyway it's another thing that's just not relevant at all uh moving on swiftly um when it comes to superstitions you said there, what does that roll into training stuff at all is it like your lucky pants is it like not stepping on drain cars no, well, what, what is your like superstition what does that sort of equate to no, don't even talk about walking in drain covers that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard but i still believe it it's like that's the rules yeah yeah it's my pies are like i'll be driving and just start saluting on the like saluting my pies under my breath and stuff and everyone's kind of like oh, what the fuck are you doing they got to rats but uh you're spotting them, yeah, spotting them from everywhere, like because uh, like if I'm uh, if I'm going like a competition or something, and I see one magpie, I'm like, I think it's getting saluted. I'm sitting there and I'm like, here, mate, just gives a hand. <laughs> that or uh, jinxing myself as well. Like the one time I ever got injured and or whenever I was doing judo was I, I jinxed myself. We're walking and we're in Germany walking over the training camp. We're just after competing. And I turned on the coach and I was like, I was like, I've never been injured. I don't get injured. And uh, he straight away was like, oh, I've just jinxed yourself. Boom. Went, wrecked my shoulder. Was out. Had to pull out a foot or European Cup in Spain all over. I was like, that's, uh, no. so because of that, I'm superstitious. <laughs> That gets an interesting point there because, again, one thing you said at the start of this was the constant grind, being restless when you're already training. When you're out yeah. injured, how do you manage that then? How did you stay in a good headspace? Um, I don't, like, if I'm not training, like, I need to be running or something, even just something like tire me out. But if I'm not, my, like, like, you can tell I haven't been trying to get like super agitated and almost get depressed, to be honest with you. Mm. Like if I'm not training, my head just my head's racked. I start getting, I start snapping at everything and all. But um, that's kind of the issue where your your sport starts to become your personality, and without it, you feel like like that's the whole thing of like I don't know how I would react if I lost because I'm like this is kind of my personality you now. What like if I lose, like what am I? Who am I? And I think that would be a that would be a tough one to figure out in my head. But uh, for the most part, I just, I, I see things as like, I, I'm training. It's like anyone asks me, what are you doing tonight? I'm training. What are you doing tomorrow? Training. Everything's just, if I'm off work, I'm going through Like if I'm off work, I'm training during the day and training at night. Like I don't know what else to do. When I go on holidays, like I try, like I always say to myself, I'll never go away on like a holiday and train while I'm out there. Like, uh, if it was to go away to America or anything on a holiday, like, I wouldn't want to be trained over there. I'm out there to relax and enjoy myself. But, like, I'm all but like, I'm out swimming in the pool or I'm flipping the press ups or something because it's just like just trying to keep your mind off it all's chaos. So, it is. 
I appreciate the honesty with that because again when it comes to this side of things a lot of people do that very subconsciously it's like I'm an MMA fighter then I'm Dan you know what I mean it's a very this is who I am first and to have that kind of transparency about it as well knowing that you know what it gets me because I realize this might not be is if that, that isn't me then what am I sort of thing it's a very honest thing to do and I have a lot of respect for you for being open about that but when it comes to having a passion and having that kind of driving force the idea of it being taken away for a minute it's like now what because again you yeah. have it's not because the, the thing with this conversation people don't appreciate is if i say to you would you rather see your mates go to the gym if you say that off the bat you probably see, see your mates you say would you rather win your next fight or see your mates but like, well obviously win yeah. your next fight. you say would you rather be in the ufc than see your mates but yeah again it's, well, a, it's a bigger that's... thing people don't get it people don't appreciate the scale of what this actually is it's not just going to the gym lifting some like doing some curls it's way bigger than that yeah. no i, I remember yeah. uh growing up over the summer whenever you're like you're not in school you're out just playing with your mates in the street and you're turning around them at like seven o'clock whenever the sun's splitting the trees and they're like i have to go in and they're like just stay you're like i can't i need to go training but you're only you know eight nine ten years of age like that you're like why why was i going training like i was back i'm like why did i go training because like you, you don't know at the time but you're just like i just gotta do it that's what i'm doing and at that time, I definitely would have rather stayed out and played with my mates. But uh, looking back on it now, you know, obviously I'm grateful I didn't. But you know, it's just it's just sacrificing. They they get place every everything's a sacrifice. You'll not get anywhere without sacrificing something. And again, when the way you're sort of describing this, because you mentioned about saying initially it was a sort of faux disappointment of your dad sort of thing. You know, he wasn't really like like you know, kids quit everything yeah. all the time. Dad sort of get used to that sort of stuff. Do you yeah. think it was more fear of disappointing him or more disappointing yourself, do you reckon? I don't know. I wouldn't have been, you know, that like for things like that, I don't think it would have been anything to do with him. But uh, like as a kid, I remember like I always wanted to do MMA. Maybe that was in the back of my head because I was going up to a boxing gym, but yet never competed in boxing just because I wanted to do MMA down the line. So did uh, because my dad showed me uh, Chuck versus Tito 2 I was like 5 and like and then I was like I'm going to be an MMA fighter and Chocolate was my favourite fighter afterwards and all the rest of it and I was like maybe it's something to do with that I was like that's where I want to be but uh, it was only whenever it was like say 15 whenever I started like travelling with judo and stuff that you're like right this is why I'm going training there's like a much bigger purpose to this it's like I need to go training because I have a, I have a competition and six weeks out of a competition next week and that's why you were going so it was much easier to do then it was much easier to make sacrifices then but back when I was a kid it was uh, you know party doesn't know why you're doing it uh, you kind of just want to you want to make something of yourself that kind of impress your, your parents and stuff and, you know I think it might have been something to do with that but for the most part I don't really know it is an interesting one and I appreciate you sort of open with being with this and again we take anything out afterwards if you want to you know, take anything back or just keep it to yourself. Again, I appreciate it's a very honest sort of part of this, but no, anything comes... can be. No, I appreciate sure. that. So I'm going to give you the the, the option to take anything out to make sure you've got that option anyway. But moving on, but with when it comes to the bigger purpose and the consistency, this is really the point because it's the days when like you're like fuck this, I'm tired, fuck this, I'm sore. Do you know what? Yeah. I want to just go to the pub, like go out, just go on dates and just not have to watch watch my weight and not stress. But then you realize, okay, after about two days of doing that, you're like, you know, this is fucking miserable. Why do people do this? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, how do I fit in this? It's like, now what? I don't care about football that much. It's just all right. But like, you know, 
Yeah. Just, as long no, as they're being up, you know what I mean? They've got cauliflower ears. Who gives a shit? <laughs> it's, it's fun for a bit, and then you're, you're waking up, you have no idea where you are, and you're like, this, is, this isn't fun. <laughs> so it's not. But, uh, no. but with one thing what interested me with this is how into judo you got to. For something that was to supplement your MMA career, I'm taking this as boxing was there because there wasn't an MMA platform, or is that just a preference to try and build that separately and then go to MMA? Uh, no, I, d- I never give a fuck about boxing. Um, so I didn't. I, I liked it and stuff, but I only went for like a year or two when I was younger, and then I kind of dipped in and out for a few years and stuff. But it was like... Like, I liked judo. I always, like, whenever I was younger, I wanted to do the Olympics with judo and stuff until you kind of hit a level. And, like, like my reason for quitting judo was because I kind of got the level. And they were like, we want you to go part-time for, I think part-time was, like, 16 weeks in Walsall year or go full-time over in England. And I was, like, 17 at the stage. It just started on apprenticeship. And I'm like, how am I supposed to go over and do judo full time because then I'm committing my life to judo. That's me and judo for the rest of my life. How do I earn money? Who's going to pay for me to stay over there? It's all this kind of stuff. Once I'm done, what I do as a job, do I coach judo? And how do you make money coaching judo? Because if you can't get in schools to coach, you're not making enough money to live on. So the entire thing was kind of like, all right, this is like this is in shambles. And then they'd ask me to quit wrestling as well. And the second they asked me to quit wrestling, I was like, see you later. So, um, but no, like growing up, I actually wanted to do things and do like I wanted to go to the Commonwealth, at least the or the Commonwealth Games or something or the Olympics or whatever. Um, like I do feel as if I left judo without doing everything that I should have or could have. But I spent the, the my last two three years of do, or like two years of doing judo, like half assing it almost because I was doing wrestling. And I was still competing in wrestling and I was doing MMA and I was constantly thinking about having a fight, like, you know, fighting in a couple of years' time. So uh, I just got this stage. I wasn't putting the work in for it, so I had to, I had to, make, a, I had to make a call on it. One thing I find quite interesting and quite funny about this is if you said the same thing about MMA, like if I had to go full-time with everything else going on, MMA, you'd yeah. think, hey, I'll, I'll make it work. It'll be all right. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll do it my own time. But it's true I was like, eh. Nah, it's yeah. inconvenient. Fuck that noise. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, you're saying this now, you're like, that sounds inconvenient. So, well, you're already doing like, you know, best part of 10, 12 hour days, and you're in yeah. a carry deficit and you're professional MMA fighter training twice in the evenings whilst also doing that. But I mean, it's, it sounds like very relaxing, I guess, compared to what you, you would have done. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, this is the whole thing of that bigger purpose that, again, you I like how you, although as well as you did in judo, you remembered the reason you started it. Because you get a lot of people who do jiu-jitsu for the same kind of reason that it's a supplement for your MMA. And then they yeah. go off doing barambolos in Brazil and forget why they started in the first place. But it's, yeah. it's that kind of the bigger picture and remembering that. And is that yeah. something when you're having your off days you're actively thinking about? Or is it just something you try to just switch off when you're feeling a bit burnt out? Uh, just why am I doing like certain things like jiu-jitsu and stuff? No, just like, okay, I wake up, you feel fucked, you feel tired, you can't be asked to train. Is it a case of, this is a point for me to rest and recover, I switch off and don't watch anything to do with fighting, or is it, okay, I need to remember my why and prompt myself back to who I am still? It depends kind of where I am in a fight camp. If I'm mm-hmm. three weeks from a fight, I'm going to go training. 
like there's times you need to make yourself go training like there's days you just can't be asked so you need to make yourself but there's also the days you gotta listen to your body and if you're burnt out you're feeling fatigued just take a couple of days off but uh no like there's i i always i'll listen to my body as much as i just want to go and things and you know go to the gym and you know get cta uh, i will listen to my body so to, to some extent like <laughs> Okay, like you ended that with some extent. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's just whenever you're on, whenever you're sinking, like you're fourth ten a monster, and you're getting heart palpitations, you're showing up and training, and, shooting yourself you know, between rounds. Like okay, max cool. heart, max heart rates within twenty seconds in the warm up, and they're like probably gonna drop dead, but they're had a good run. <laughs> but this is sort of the. It, again that that relates on such a like neck in the monster trying to stay awake feeling fatigued thinking you know what i don't know if i'm gonna make it alive but we'll see what happens i'm already here got the gloves on we'll see, we'll see when the time that's goes it. who's still here that's it using caffeine to keep me awake. i might need to switch it up start taking coke or something so I'll keep me awake. i mean in case you were untested i don't think so no you're fine no no it's okay we're, between, we're between rounds we'll call it a supplement we'll call it creatine they can't tell the difference it's fine it's just sugar pills probably can't be on anyway <laughs> So if we'll start taking speed before we go in the cage, that's probably a, that's probably a good way to do it. <laughs> Imagine the cardio. This is something I've had this stupid hypothetical with. Would you have juiced division versions of like what we've got? So say you've got featherweight division, but featherweight plus. So like, you know, we just, just let them crack yeah. on. Would you be up for... I like this. The sound of featherweight plus sounds nice. See, if I wasn't scared of needles... I think uh, featherweight plus would be fun. I didn't say get a but, smack addiction. I meant more like, you know, steroids and stuff and like just get, I don't know what yeah. you want to take. It's no, like, you know, no I mean, steroids <laughs> and juice and not. Oh, uh, fair enough. Know. I mean, whatever, it's do, your things, you know. <laughs> if they're going to do featherweight plus, I, I don't know. I'm sure, uh, I don't know if the pharmacy around the corner can help me out, but we'll get like some EPO or something. We'll just we'll just get stacked. Look like well or more on it. <laughs> you mean like the Northern, the Northern Irish TJ Dillashaw thing, isn't it? That's it, yeah. But uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, like, I think, to be honest, I think they should. Like, but then the issue is, is you're going to get one of them juice guys. They'll just come over and, you know, they'll pass the drug test and stuff. But uh, they're doing it anyway. So but you, the- you might as well just let them openly flip and openly juice and get a feather bit plus goal this is like kind of my point but it's literally i still want the plus because again if anyone wants to fight clean they have to pass the test the yeah. plus division you're like no, those, those tests we couldn't afford enough so don't worry we'll work out you know how rise not want to see this like, hey you'll be all right yeah. don't worry. no that's a, i always get started accusations anyway so you know that's i just i i like winding people up with it. all my photos i've got needle emojis and you know talking about your saddle and stuff but uh i don't know i, I wouldn't mind juicing to see how big you get <laughs> But the thing with that, it probably wouldn't even be getting bigger. It's the injuries and like just making sure you're recovering properly. Like imagine doing your physical job, training, and not feeling fatigued. Like that's Superman. It'd be fucking wonderful. Uh, no, I'm I'm always fatigued. I only actually realized that whenever I took a couple of days off because I was sick, I took like two days off. Where like I turned on to my boss, I was like taking two days off. I need to get the I need to get better. And I had, like we're talking like two and a half weeks out from the fight. And I was eating like four and a half thousand calories a day for the two days I was off just to try to like build my immune system back up. And I went training on the Thursday night after being sick and my head and all was foggy, but still felt like Superman. I was like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> this is how I should I feel. Can... <laughs> yeah. I was like, if I can sleep all this, this class, everyone's getting minced. You know? oh, that's the dream, man. That is the dream. But one thing you said there, four and a half thousand calories, fucking hell. I bet it's not even, is it clean calories or is it like, you know, you get your Big Macs in? 
No, then it was like that because we're so close. It was all I was all clean. It was like, oh god, like three smoothies today, bang them and nuka honey and flax seeds and all sort other you know boring shit. Yeah, like <laughs> your body weight and like spinach and like broccoli and shit. Fuck that noise. Yeah, it's, it wasn't good. Like it wasn't. Well, it was good because I was eating a ton of bread. I was certainly I was eating a ton of sourdough bread, so I was loving life. But then after that, it was more like. Oh, I've had so much carbs that like I can't eat carbs for a couple of days. Is <laughs> this your war zone with a big loaf of bread, just taking slice by slice, saying, "Yeah, kind of a professional cage fight. What are you gonna do?" <laughs> He's like, chumming oh, on. <laughs> just... No, up until up until like four days out, I was eating bread. Like I was sitting eating sourdough and all of it. I think I start. I think I stopped on like the Thursday night or Friday. So what's that? Six five days out from Lance. I stopped just the. Uh, because they were like, right, you're only allowed 80 grams of carbs a day. And I'm like, ah, that's nothing. It's like a slice of bread, isn't it? Like two. 80 grams of carbs is like, eight, like it goes in so quickly. So thus, I was, I felt like a Oh, fuck that, man. But again, this is sort of, with that, again, a lot of what you're saying here, we can sort of get the gist of the experience, the way you're sort of playing things off. Now, I'll tell everyone why this is more interesting than it sounds. You're doing physical labour, and when it comes to exercising and eating, you know what it's like on a full stomach. Yeah. You know how full you get after 2,000 calories. Yeah. <laughs> you know how full you get after 3,000 calories and how much you've got to do with that. How are you getting that in in your work day? Like, how are you uh, after, you're like grazing like a cow or something. How are you getting all this food in like throughout the day? Nobody believes me, but like, see, when I say I have the worst diet of all time, like everyone, because like I would look and shape year round. Like I never really, I never really get out of shape, but my diet's atrocious. Like, what did I? I had a one of them Cadbury's caramel eggs for breakfast this morning. Like, like what? Like half six in the morning. Uh, drove in the work, drank an energy drink as soon as I got in the work, and then had a McDonald's at ten o'clock. You know, it's like I just I eat bad calories most of the time unless I have a fight coming up. In which case, like. I kind of put my serious head on to clean things up and I started eating a lot healthier. But for the most part, I like, I'm probably at a thousand calories and it's shit a day. Like, I mean, to be fair, uh, the, at least any drinks are zero calories. So, you know, you're not, you're not too bad in that side of things. I don't, I don't drink calories because, well, unless it's like chocolate milk, like chocolate milk or pints. We can drink pints. <laughs> so we can, but, uh, no, nah, like I try not to drink calories because if I do, I think I would start getting top bits, start getting the love handles back. And uh, my last fight before this was fat as shit. I was sort of shape. I hadn't trained in like four months because my head was racked off. Came back, I was like straight off a bender, text my coach when I was drunk, took the fight, and like on like 10 days' notice and went down and like had love handles and everything, not in the abdomen. Name. It wasn't uh, <laughs> it wasn't good. Like, <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. Ten days on a bend and you're thought, you know what, I'll have a fight. Like yeah, we're training day. build up to this at all. Is it like do you know what? Fuck it. It's, it's like, I had no idea. I I cracked my rib and then I, it was like it was kinda of like a weird sequence of events. It was like kinda of, uh, I cracked my rib and like a wrestling competition and then it just kept playing up, kept playing up, and then it was like I was like six weeks out from a fight and just at the time I was in the process like if there was like a lot of personal things happening like a lot of family things and um and then from like six weeks out I could barely train so I couldn't and I couldn't spar anything and my head had just melted and uh, ended up putting out of the fight and didn't train from October to end of January 
came back into the gym in the end of January for like, but just assing about like once, twice a week. And then went at the end of February, like 21st February, was down in Dublin on a band or so it was, just drinking pints and eating cheesecake. And then I was steaming and Pat put a thing up being like, there's a lightweight pull up, we need someone at 70 kilo. And I text them being like, I'll take the fight. <laughs> and then that. I was like, I'll take, yeah. But then I, I said to them, I was like, I'll take the, the, the fight. And that was on like the Saturday night and woke up on the Sunday and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then went downstairs, finished the cheesecake off, had the last pint, or my last pint of Guinness, drove home, went to the gym Monday and was like 80 kilo or 81 kilo. And I was like, I can't make 70 kilo. And normally I'm fighting at 66. And I was like, I need it like 72. And uh, I got the fight at like 72 kilos of it. And uh, it was the 30 seconds and it was gassed and the rest of it. I was like, just hogging them. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh my God. Imagine hearing that. Your opponent who's had a full camp, the full like eight week job. And he's there thinking, I've got a serious opponent. He's going to come fucking correct. He's going to be camp yeah. of his life. He's shredded. And as you just pissed as a fart, stinking a cheesecake. Like, do you know what? Do you fancy doing a catchweight 80 or something? Yeah. Like, what? It's out of seven, is it? Yeah, it'll be all right. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, it's, it's great. Like, but the, no, thankfully it did. Like, because, uh, you know, if it didn't take that fight, it wouldn't have got the, that would have been a year and a half. At, yeah, over. That would have been nearly two years in between this fight and the last one. If I didn't take that for it. Definitely. All right, mate, I've got to shoot off now, but thank you so much for your time. Where can people find you on yeah, social you. media? Uh, BDE underscore Elliot. Yeah, I can gather what that stands for. Be sure to check them out. Be sure to check out the sponsors. Have you got any sponsors um, supporting you at the minute? Uh, Lyft. Uh, they're a gym equipment brand. So they are. Uh, they'll have the page up and running in April here. Just everything was kind of thrown together last minute for sponsorships because the fight was such short notice and they came on and helped me out huge with uh, performing fight there, helped me out with the cost of the medicals and all that, so give them a, or give them a look and uh, sign up, you'll get a discount when they open up Absolutely perfect, that will be in the description and thank you for your time <laughs>